When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's lakerholic spotlight right there are you doing the joe thing as well yes bit it's irritating for our you got to remember there's a video audience and an audio audience and the last thing you want to hear is feedback or my voice the second time around all right. And we're back with another episode of Lakerholic Spotlight right here at Lakers Weekend. Thanks so much for joining us on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It is Gerald Glassford, along with the guy who emulates Joe in the wrong ways, Magic Man Sean Grice, and of course, Laker Tom. Go ahead and check out Laker Tom, Jamie Sweet, and what they're arguing about Christian Wood today or any other day of the week at Lakerholics.com. Laker Tom has his latest article up right now. Christian Wood, the, the signing makes Lakers so deep, so deep, it doesn't matter who starts. Is that Laker Tom maybe hedging his bet with me? We'll find out coming up on today's show. Plus also as well, you can go ahead and check out all they're conversating about. They've got a great cast of characters right there for you at lakerholics.com also as well of course joe soro ox 1947 you know he's roaming the halls somewhere or maybe he's swimming in his pool who knows but you know he's always scanning lakersball.com of course go ahead and give him a shout out on his company he's worked hard all week he actually had to take a day off go ahead and check him out why because of such great work out of course simblades simblades with the y.com Big shout out to Daniel and Raphael. Appreciate everybody joining us here in the Lakers chat room. The best Lakers chat room that's out there. The Lakers fast break. Plus also as well. Don't forget our good friends Empire Jeff TV. And our good friend John McCallion. He has lost 60 pounds. He reported on earlier this week. I'm so happy for him. Please go ahead and support those great YouTube channels. Joe Soro even stopped by Empire Jeff TV. So go ahead and find out what they're cooking each and every time out by supporting them, by going ahead and subscribing to their YouTube channels. And speaking of subscribing, 
It's right there. Little BDI Joe. He doesn't have sunglasses on, but it's still there. Click on the little BDI Joe. Next to the sunglasses, Corey Hart, Canada's own Corey Hart there, Sean Grice. Go ahead and check it out today. Subscribe to get the latest notifications and when we go on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. And if you do so, support our social media. We need all the help from you. We're still on the ever, ever slow, grinding climb to a legitimate 1,000 subscribers. We're almost there. At 981 was last time I checked. So we're truly thankful and blessed that you're in our lives. We're truly thankful that you support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. And at the very end, if I remember, I'm going to go ahead and thank all the individuals that are now really on our radar or we're on their radar because we have so many people out there that have tried to reach out to us in the past few days. And I want to thank them personally for going ahead and doing so, but that will come up at the end of the show. But first today, it is all about the signing heard round Lakers world. And that is Christian Wood signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. And we finally got Laker Tom to stop doing backflips because he's been doing backflips ever since, as we said on the show, but we finally got him to slow down to stop and to go ahead and talk about the Christian Wood signing. Is it coincidental that Jamie Sweet has gone on a convenient camping trip <laughs> this weekend? It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Okay. Another, well, he, another trade that's a fairy tale. Well, you know what? He's, you know, Jamie Sweet is the anti-excited doing backflips on Christian Wood. And you'll see that at Lakerholics.com. But here today to talk about Christian Wood, what he provides for the team, and what Laker Tom hopes will be the best case scenario as he always goes ahead and thinks the best case scenario about any Lakers player, Lakers signing. Good man indeed, and also a good sport about things. And he's got his shades on. It is, of course, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. And I don't say that illegitimately. It's legit. It's actually been backed up in theory and fact right there. It's actually in writing. The number one Lakers blogger, based on statistics, of course. It is Lakers Tom. Eh, Laker Tom, great to have you here. Uh, of course, follow him at Laker Tom on Twitter. It's always very interesting read every time out. Your thoughts, my friend, you've been, you know, you settled down. You, you've had some chance to think about it. You've written about it on Lakerholics.com, which I can only see off my phone. Your thoughts on Christian Wood, now a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, I think it's a, uh, it's the, crowning glory of a great offseason by Rafalenka that should earn him Executive of the Year honors. Um, the only the, the only regret I have is that I probably would have traded for him just to get his bird rights because I think he's that important a piece for the Lakers. Um, first, and, and there's just so many things that he can bring to the team, first and foremost is he's insurance if Anthony Davis goes down because he's a guy who can actually – Hold the center position down. He has enough offense. He's averaged over one block a game. Um, there's questions about his motivation, questions about his ability and attention to detail. Um, but he's not a traffic cone as far as defense goes. He's a guy who basically probably needs to be in a winning environment, coached by a coach who believes in him. Uh, I thought an interesting thing about the entire process is that while while Christian was waiting for hoping for a, for a trade with, you know, a big trade involving Dame or, or 
uh, Harden to to open up an opportunity for him to get more than the minimum. Um, he was talking to Darvin Ham almost every day, and that was a big reason why he finally decided to join the Lakers. Um, he he had he played for Milwaukee. Never really made the floor much when he was playing with them. This was during the first three years of his career. He spent a year there, but. Uh, he impressed Ham, and Ham was impressed by him. And so I think that's a, a big part, along with LeBron James, as to why the Lakers feel comfortable that that it's a, that it truly is a low-risk, high-reward gamble to, to sign uh, Wood. Um, he's not going to start. I think that that's probably a wise decision to make. I think you want to get both from him and all of the – you know, the Lakers have got three or four guys who have sort of – baggage, if you will, that they haven't really been the kind of players that were expected based upon where they were drafted. Um, you got Cam Reddish in that game. Uh, Rui Hachimura was in that same situation. And and, and obviously, um, uh, Hayes was the same thing. We have three guys from the 8th, ninth, and 10th picks in the 2019 draft that are on the Lakers. And we got one of them turned into hopefully a valuable player. And if we can turn the other two into it, plus you throw Christian Wood into the thing, the Lakers have got some real wild cards that, that give them a very high ceiling, you know, it, uh, and it takes a lot to, to make it work. Uh, it's kind of funny because I'm, people will generally realize that most of the trades that I propose are trades designed to give the Lakers starters that I believe in. I'm not a person who basically is a, rarely posted that I don't care who starts. So I'm so confident though, that we have so many different, we have three primary options with her Achimura, Jackson Hayes and, and Christian Wood that I think could all three be excellent starting solutions for the Lakers. Um, and then there's other guys who basically you can find reasons why they might elevate their play and, and, and have a chance to start. So I'm I'm really high on on the fact that this team seems to have everything they need at this point. Um, they still have a 15th roster spot open. It'll be interesting to see who they use that for. Um, do they want to get a really bulky big guy who can throw another big body against you know uh, against Joker and Jokic and those guys, um, or do they want to do they want to get most some insurance so they don't have to rely upon a 20 year old uh, shooting guard to back up Austin Reeves? Um, I think there's a possibility that they might look at Demoy Hodge um, because he's basically the best three and D guard that we have. And I think that he could be a, an excellent addition to, you know, promote him the way that they promoted Austin Reeves to uh, from a two-way contract to a standard contract um, when you get into camp. Um, but there's, you know, what's going to happen is the Lakers, the Lakers have a, have such a deep roster that they have more than, three or four different options that they could go with to start at center. And it'll probably get determined by training camp and, and, and preseason as to who performs well, which who fits best with LeBron and AD who makes the other four starters play best because the fifth starter most likely is not going to be the fifth best player on the team. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Lakers weekend and Lakerholic spotlight. Spotlight is on Christian Wood for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us. It's truly appreciated. Uh, before I bring it to Joe and Sean, no uh, glasses there, Joe. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I'm a rebel. I oh, 
Uh, you said earlier this week you were going to do it, but okay. All right. Uh, Laker Tom, before we go ahead and uh, present it over to Sean, I know you said we had a bet still standing as far as who, where AD starts, four or five. I'm going to modify the bet. If if I win and AD starts at the five, don't worry about paying for dinner for me. Take Mrs. Laker Tom out to a nice dinner for me. That's what I'll go ahead and say. All right. Sounds good? Sounds fine. Okay. Absolutely. But, but it doesn't matter. Next time I see you, we'll take you out for dinner oh. if that's how it starts. I don't think it's totally... I don't think it's totally determined yet. I think that training camp. Oh, I don't think anything is determined. Preseason will will tell a tale. It's I, who, I agree. It's, it's, it's who fits best with LeBron, AD, and Reeves, um, and, uh, and 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 it, there's really strong arguments for almost every one of the options that you've got there, and it's and that, that's a good sign for the Lakers. I think we were talking before the show. Uh, that if you took all of the players from this year and, and listed next to them the guys that they replaced from last year, and then there's seven seven players are returning, and there's five new guys when you eliminate the rookies. Um, almost every one of those matchups says that the guy this year is going to be better than the guy last year, and that the players who are here last year are going to have good reasons to perform better this year. So on paper, things look really good. A lot more positive than they were. We were all trying to make up reasons why why uh, Russell Westbrook in year two was going to work. It didn't work in year one. Um, so uh, this is the reason for the sunglasses, man. Everything is shiny and looking good in Lakerland. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you had watched The Tomorrow War before The Matrix. Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is Lakers Fast Break, Lakerholic Spotlight right there for you talking Christian Wood. The spotlight is on Christian Wood and it's so bright right now. We're all wearing shades. But also here today, good man indeed. He is the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to put on some shades. I wear my sunglasses at. Well, it's not night yet, but okay. It is it's our own version. Uh, it's at six. Yeah, you could say six eighteen. Yeah, yeah, for your yeah, that's that's true. That's true. It is Corey Hart. I mean, uh, Magic Man Sean Grice. Magic Man, great to have you here. Uh, wanting to talk Christian Wood. I know you are not as sold as Tom. I am like in between you and Jamie and Tom in this, you know, how far Christian Wood will go with the Lakers. I've, as I told you, I have been on the Christian Wood train longer than anyone on this, this panel, then longer than anyone out there, as far as observing him way back when he was on UNLV. But Really, when I when I proposed the trade back in January 2020 to Laker Tom at that point in time on the air, as far as at that time, I already knew as a 15th player, 
uh, Detroit that he had something, and he does have something. Is that something that he has going to be working out for the Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, you sure hope so. Um, uh, to be fair to him, some of the situations he's been in have been god-awful, blender, toxic places. He got coronavirus in Detroit, and uh, that kind of sucks. Then he was with the god-awful Pelicans, Sans Anthony Davis on that squad, and I, they didn't let him go because of Anthony, because if they had, he wouldn't have signed here. Um, then he goes to the Houston Rockets. That's a, that's a tire fire in and of itself. So, look, I understand eight, eight teams, eight different seasons, just circumstances behind uh, all of those situations. But you're right, Gerald. Um, I'm not as sold as, uh, as Tom and, and others are. However, I will say this. I'm with Tom in the sense that the last time we spoke, uh, I also said I didn't care whether he was starting or whether he was a sixth man. I I think it's irrelevant, honestly. Um, Just the fact that we got some balance here uh, is the the main um, source of happiness, or it should be for Laker fans. He kind of smooths out everything. Um. I think one of the keys for his success for the Los Angeles Lakers is Jared Vanderbilt, who I know Tom included in the the sign and trade for him. Um, He's essential for Wood to work here. Um, You know, Wood's likely going to play. I think they're going to stagger minutes with him between LeBron and AD. I really do. I, I think that's probably the best way to go about that if you're going to have uh, three very good offensive players out there. The issue, Gerald, is obviously a defensive lineup with him. Well, Jared Vanderbilt is probably the best player to put alongside Christian Wood. Every positive that Jared Vanderbilt does or has as a defender is uh, quantitatively every negative that Christian Wood has as a defender. As an offensive player, the only thing they both really do well is offensive rebound. Well, if Christian is going to be our um, our cornerstone from the bench and be a, a linchpin there, uh, all you really basically need to ask Jared Vanderbilt to do is set screens, uh, roll hard, and rebound the hell out of the offensive boards, and he can do all three very well. If he adds that three-point shot, that's a nice that's a nice element that you add to the offense, but it's really not necessitated. Um, Vanderbilt is going to be there, or Rui, whoever is beside him, for defensive purposes. And it's important that people understand now, if you have Christian Wood on the floor, and you have LeBron James on the floor, and you have D'Lo on the floor, potentially, that's three average to subpar defenders now that you need to figure out who works best around them defensively. And I know a lot of people think that because we live in 2023 that uh, uh, offense just trumps defense, but defense cannot be negated 100% of the time. Uh, You need at least some semblance of it. 
And Gerald, the Lakers were a top five defensive team last year. It's not like we were the Mavs. The Mavs were a crappy defensive team already. They brought him in, and him and Duca, Luca were progressively worse together than they were apart. I really don't see that happening with LeBron and AD personally. You know, when, when the Mavs made the Western Conference Finals, Christian Wood wasn't their center. Their center was Maxi Kleba and Dwight Powell. So they went from Maxi Kleba and Dwight Powell in the Western Conference Finals to being out of the playoffs with Christian Wood as your center. That's true, too. The thing, though, I want to ask you, though, Sean, before I turn it over to Joe, is, you know, all these acquisitions, I know Laker Tom was spouting on, and Laker Tom, you can interject, too, on this, uh, and you said Christian Wood's not a turnstile. Well, the defensive ratings for all the guys that we brought in are either close to or at the worst of their entire career, with all of them in the 114, 115, 116, 117 ratio. That's not great when I see that coming in. And of course, things in a Darvin Ham scheme could make this a lot better for each and every one of those guys. So let's put give them, you know, the props it is. Darvin Ham, like you said, once they they got the acquisition, Sean, they got a team that could defend and defend at a high level. So I'm hoping that just by sheer synergy and sheer osmosis that they will go ahead and all become better defenders than what their stats, their analytics, and the eye test has told me over the past few years. So I'm hoping that that's going to be the case. But that's a really big hope, as Joe will always tell you, that that's not a great thing to have on the show. They won't, play, the, they won't play if they don't defend. It's that simple. And that's, that's what I want to not going to play them. They'll, be, they'll become Beasleys. Yeah. Well, I will. I will say and though, they're all on minimum salary, so that they won't become less than Beasley's. And that's and that's a good point. Even like Torian Prince, he's only four and a half million. You know, these guys that we're talking about, all these new additions, for the most part, they're low priced. You know, gambles. So if, like you said, if if they become malcontents, if they don't, they are becoming a cancer. It's not like uh, Russell Westbrook's, where you cannot easily jettison. 30 you know plus million dollars right this is you know, we're only yeah, talking you can't forget the success that we've had you know we've become the mecca for these low risk high reward players yeah. because because of because of malik monk because of dennis schroeder because of you know lonnie walker the fourth so and that's the reason why wood's here that's the reason why reddish is here it's the reason why hayes is here um and it's perfect because it's exactly what we built the coaching staff to do. These are all guys who had backgrounds as assistant coaches, as player development people. And watching Austin Reeves develop, watching, I mean, watching Rui working with, with Phil is just like ecstasy, man. I mean, the expectations are so high when you look at the age of the team the staff that we have and how much they can learn from LeBron and AD and move forward. We just got to stay healthy. That's the whole thing, man. And being a deep team gives us a lot of ways to, to hopefully load manage and, and, and keep our players fresh and healthy and, and not wear them out. It's the biggest advantage we get from, you know, having 12 guys that, that actually can play. 
Well, one thing we do need to go ahead into, and here today to discuss this good man indeed, you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. There you go. Looking good with the shades. So is Laker Tom. So is, of course, Magic Man Sean Grice. Sean Grice looked like all badass and whatnot. He's like Terminator <laughs> mode. Uh, actually, uh, Joe looks like he's going to go ahead and get off his motorbike and, you know, give me a ticket. Right, you a ticket, right there, yeah. Yeah, right, right there on the side of the highway. Yeah, look like a cop. Do they think you're a cop, you Joe? Do, you, do people think you're a cop? Yes. I uh, there's a, There was – I used to be called the chaperone when I was around <laughs> little people. It's funny. I, 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 don't, know if I, ever told, I don't know if I ever told this story on, on air, but uh, I, I think I've told it to Sean. Uh, I have friends who I've known for years who will pick and choose what event I'll they'll invite me to, and I'm totally with it. I get it because they know how I am around <laughs> boredom um, and fakeness, which is it's either you're fake or you're ninety eight percent of the time it's either you're you run into fake people or just people who bore the sh- hold on bore the out of you so anyways um watching utah la playoff series can't remember which game it was but uh, long story short uh darren williams pulled some move i remember it i remember that distinctively and the lakers should have not allowed it to happen and i remember slapping the leather couch and it was loud I, even when i slapped it i noticed it was loud but i was still in the moment and after the whatever get together we were at finalized. Uh, my buddy made mention that, dude, you shut down that whole room when you did that. So there's an effect that's there. Um, I have a little bit of a rivalry with the baby boomers males between 65 and 70. For some reason, they think they got a bigger, um, that I do good luck. You don't have it. You did maybe at one time, but not anymore. Uh, I might be 45, but I'm st- I can still whoop your ass. But anyways, so yeah, so He's the, such cop a thing, person. the cop thing has been there since I was 21. Matter of fact, my good friend Vince used to always call me Joey, New York, former uh, Florida cop, say, Joey, you're, you're made for law enforcement. You don't do drugs. You have a clean record. You've got the presence and all this stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm sure I would have had an easier life, you know, sticking with something like that. But uh, just so people know, movie cops and real life cops don't live the same life. <laughs> I think we romanticize the cop thing. It's not as cool as it looks like on TV. Matter of fact, it's really bad. Uh, and this is before all job, the, man. It's, it's before all the hoopla of whatever. And for me, knowing who I am, you know, most of my life. Uh, growing up, if you can call it that, has been trying to stay away from areas that I know I don't belong. And being in law enforcement is one of those things. I don't mind helping. I don't mind being in and around it. But no, no, not not my not my cup of tea. I like my freedom and I like taking care of my own business without having to worry about some politician or some mayor telling me I got to listen to them when most of those pieces are, are crooks. All right. With that said, my friend, let's get back to Christian Wood here. <laughs> I thought I'd break up the Christian Wood thing because I think I'm starting to get 
dead wood right now from it. Well, I mean, that's one reason why I did want to touch on Christian Wood too much over the past couple months because so many of these Lakers shows became so reliant on the very, you know, hinge, you know, there were, there was just hinging on every single uh, rumor that was made on Christian Wood. And oh, he's, a know, big, he's a big addition. He, he, he is because of the deal, right? The deal, the only reason why we didn't guarantee it before it happened was we did not know what the hell he, this guy was doing in the locker rooms. Something weird, right? Um, yeah. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. Some, I still don't he was know. just waiting. He, was, he actually just said himself that he was waiting for but, – but Dame he has no business making $2.7 million with the talent he has. He's 27 years old. What the hell is he doing in these locker rooms? And then if he had played anywhere but Dallas with Jason Kidd as the, as the coach, I would have guaranteed he would have ended up a Laker if he didn't sign a multi-year contract somewhere mm-hmm. else because it was, there was no one else. If you look at the numbers, if you look at the salaries on all 2019s beyond the Lakers, I'm like, well, where else can he go? He's going to have to come to L.A. to showcase his talents. Yeah, but there's reasons, to... there's reasons, Joe, that L.A. is the one spot where he can come and not face the same difficulties he'd face in other areas. For one thing, he knows that he's going to come into a LeBron James-led team. And he knows that everything that's going to happen on that team is determined by LeBron James. LeBron sets a standard for how you're going to act on this team. He would not have signed unless he was willing and understood that situation. He also knows Darwin Ham is a hard-nosed coach and a coach who's going to tell him the truth. He's not going to sugarcoat it. Um, And they didn't promise him a starting job. They promised him a good role, but he's still going to have to perform. But one of the things I think is the most interesting aspect about it is that if there's a place where you want to position him, and, and I'm leaning back to what Sean was talking about with with uh, playing him next to Vando, I think that you definitely want to build a lineup where he has support and he's not, so he can understand that I got to, this is what I got to do to fit in with his team. Um, and I think the place for him to play is with Anthony Davis, because Anthony Davis can erase his mistakes. And he's big enough and athletic enough to bang with people, to block a few shots, and then to allow AD to roam free. I think that this whole thing about Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis playing the four, there was a great article by Alex Regular that talked about the fact that this is really mostly about semantics. Because what Anthony Davis wants to do is he wants to play one-on-one down low. And he can't do that unless we surround him with shooting. So he wants to he wants a stretch five to get out there and, and open up the lanes. And then he won defense. He doesn't want to guard Joker. He wants to be the guy who's hanging around to block the shot when Joker beats his man. So it's all about semantics of the, that it's a big man. In a lot of ways, what Davis is going to do is still play down low because he's not going to go out there and fire away 23s a game. He's not going to turn into LeBron James. But what he wants is he wants room down low. And he needs that from another big, a big who can shoot threes. That's the big thing that, that Wood brings. Um, now, he'd office, we'd also love to have a center who could bang bodies, you know, with Joker and, and with Embiid and with those big guys like that. Um, we don't maybe have that right now, but we've got two centers that are very athletic that we can throw against guys. And we've got a 15th roster spot that 
hopefully we'll be able to pick somebody up when we get close to the season, somebody from the Thunder or one of those teams that's got too many players. Um, you know, I, I think that we still have a chance to improve, and, and I don't think they'll hesitate to spend the money on the 15th player. We've got the room underneath the first uh, th tax threshold. Um, so, you know, Christian Wood, it'll be interesting. He'll have to prove himself just like Reddish is going to and Hayes and all of the other guys. But the Lakers are the one team that has superstars of stature and has roles for these guys that they could fill that hopefully they, they all realize that this is a great opportunity for them. Um, I, I, and I think it's all comes down to Darvin Ham. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine other coaches taking on four guys with the histories and baggage that these guys have got. Um, four guys who could be, you know, terrific additions to the team if, if, if Darwin can reach them and, and get them to produce what they're capable of. They can come back and be the, the picks that everybody thought they were when they were first came on the scene. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Laker Tom from Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out what he and Jamie Sweet are arguing about or doing or writing today at Lakerholics.com. Of course, Magic Man, Sean Grice and Joe Soro. Joe, I bring it back to you, my friend. You have been the most supportive of the signing since it happened. Uh, you've, you know, Laker Tom obviously is leading the cheerleading on that, but you've also been uh, very supportive of the signing about what Christian Wood can bring. Uh, Sean and Jamie are a little bit more apprehensive. I'm like right in the middle. I know what La I know what Christian Wood can do if his mind is right, but I have to see it in, in practice because there's been a history of places where he's had the opportunity and he's either thrown it away or he's just not been endearing himself to the right individuals in order to go ahead and get himself in a position to win. So this is the first true opportunity people say dallas last year but obviously we saw what happened this is the first real year barring injury that he has a chance to be part of a playoff team your thoughts on how he will handle it this year joe this there's going to be more pressure on darvin ham than anyone on this team not even lebron not even ad not even rob palinka rob palinka just assembled a team tailor-made for what AD and LeBron need right now. This is the first time they've had a big that can make shots from the outside. So if you're thinking that lane won't be cleared game in and game out, then you don't know basketball. So you're going to have a starting lineup, let's just say, of Christian Wood, Anthony Davis, uh, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, and LeBron James. D'Angelo can shoot when he's on. Austin Showed some really good step back skills and shoot and shooting. Both forty percent three point shooters, Joe. Then you have Christian Wood who can shoot, and then you got AD who's been struggling uh, to shoot, but is still a threat. Then you have LeBron being able to get to the basket. You, you guys have to really, really understand what that <laughs> means because it's very important. I'm going to I'm going to reiterate it. If LeBron has easy access to the basket, even at his age, he is going to be a problem. And Christian Wood helps that. The only way, I'm talking about his game, his game will translate that way. If he, above his neck, is a problem, then that's a problem. Because that could be a cancer that spreads. But 
it probably won't even if that happens because you're talking about a minimum salary player. Okay. And then you have to tell me or convince me that the other acquisitions are all going to bomb. It's not likely. It's just not likely. And you're going to have some young players, i.e. Max Christie, who have already shown that they're ready to take the next step. Whatever that is, we're going to find out. We're going to find out this year for sure. Max Christie, it played in summer league, showed some massive improvements. Now imagine those improvements and the confidence with actual superstars. Because superstars, just like I told you, remember the analogy with the bowling? With the bowling, right? When you play with guys who are hitting 100 in bowling, you, you tend to kind of play the same way. You start playing with guys uh, and gals who are playing, who are shooting 180, 200, you start to play a little bit better, at least for me. My, so, my, my high is 200. I had 199. That was my highest. My highest. One damn 99. I couldn't get one more point. I wanted to destroy my fingers doing it, but yeah, it was it was a great feeling to hit that yeah. 200. Yeah. So, they're 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 the beautiful thing about this year versus any other year is that I believe this is a complete team on paper for this LeBron AD era. It is complete. Balanced. It's balanced. You've got depth. You've got youth. There's Diversity. youth here. Christian, Christian Wood is 27. This is the big man's prime prime, and he wants his money. And if I'm the coach, if I'm Rob Palinka, if I'm LeBron, if I'm AD, I am pumping Christian Wood up. Play, go get your money. You, you don't have to worry about anything. Just we'll do our thing, you do your thing, and we'll pump you up. You hook us up, we're going to hook you up, you get your th- – 13 to 18 million dollar a year contract next summer. That's how I pump them up. That's what leaders need to be doing when they see something like that. You got to you got to touch that nerve, man, that good nerve. That's what that that's that's ultimately what because if he has a good year, it's it, it, just like I said with Max Christie and the elevation of Austin Reeves, uh you know, again, we know what we're going to do with D'Angelo Russell. I'm already prepared for it. We're going to have shows throughout the year, at least maybe 10 of them where we're destroying D'Angelo Russell. At least as a collective, maybe I, just, I think D'Angelo is going to have a great year and we're going to trade him for a package that we can't believe. And Tom, I will say this, so we'll uh, that. you know, this will be the b- most important year. As I've said this before, this is the most important year for D'Angelo Russell. He yep. will prove to an NBA audience if he's a starting caliber NBA point guard or if his future will be detailed as a guy coming off the bench. It's that is going to tell you this. It's in those. He's in the spotlight. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and the big reason you can start to see it already in the various proposals. I mean, right after the conference finals, it, it was like people were saying that D'Angelo Russell wasn't even going to return to the Lakers. Well, you go back and people all of a sudden now put things into proper perspective. And part of it is, Part of it for Laker fans has come from looking at, well, how do we replace D'Angelo Russell? Because when you start looking around at the options that you have to replace D'Angelo, the Lakers have one really realistic option, which is Austin Reeves, man. You move Austin Reeves over to a point guard, but that's the only option we got. I mean, unless you really believe that that Gabe Vincent can be a starting point guard all regular season. Um, So, it's not easy. Russell is 
I mean, where does Russell rank among the point guards in the country? He's probably a 20 to 30 point guard. It's not a top 20 point guard, that's for sure. Maybe not even a top 30, but probably 20 to 30. Well, that's why this is such a crucial year for him. There's not guys, the guys you want to get are what? Trey Young, $40 million a year. Uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, what, What point guards are out there that you can go out and get? All of a sudden, there's going to be guys that are going to be, especially if he comes back and has a great first half of the year, there are going to be teams that are going to be really interested in D'Angelo Russell. And we need to we're going to, we need to trade him because we're not going to get anything for him if he goes as a free agent and he's got a player option. So he's obviously going to be traded. Um, and probably going to bring back, I mean, the packages that I've seen coming back for him look a lot better than anything I could have imagined a month ago well let me go ahead and bring it over to sean laker tom just want to let you know your internet has been spotty uh for yeah. most of the show just back and forth just wanted to let you know that i don't know yeah, if that's something that's, that. no 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 it's all it's all good believe me it's the internet we know that i just wanted to make you aware you're going all over the place on that but sean i wanted to bring you back in you've been very patient and i truly appreciate it i have a question for you from our audience alan said earlier in the show and i have been able to go ahead and say it until now but i truly appreciate him going ahead and, and communicating this. Uh, we talked yesterday about uh, Austin Reeves and uh, his possible defensive concerns that we have coming out of the World Cup performances, you know, especially the losses where it was really out there as far as, you know, what flaws he may have. And then you have D'Angelo Russell. You have D'Angelo Russell, who has also been known in spots to not being able to get you what you need on the defensive end. Again, it's all based off of matchups, and I'm still talking about the playoffs because I'm convinced right now that the Lakers are a playoff team. But this brings in Christian Wood into this conversation. Christian Wood, who has been much maligned over the course of his career on the defensive end, I've never even from the get-go said he was a great defender or even a fair defender at that. His statistics have borne out that he's not. What concerns would you have despite the fact he brings such good things on the offensive end, stretches out the floor, makes it so much easier for LeBron to drive, makes it easier for AD to go ahead and get into the lane. What concerns with this backcourt do you have? Let's say it gets into a uh, a clutch last five minute or playoff situation with the defensive side of the ball, especially the concerns that you might have over our backcourt. Yeah. The fact that he's not switchable. He is not a switchable big. He's 6'10", 210 pounds. He's not physical. He's not frail either. But he is, what's the best, what's the good word? He's underwhelming the further you get into the paint. Hold on, hold on, hold on. As a one-on-one defender. As a help defender, he's fine. But the fact of the matter is, is that the furthest you pull this guy out of the paint, he's not switchable and he's a sieve. Um, Christian Wood does not possess the same defensive instincts that Jared Vanderbilt or OG and Anobi possess. Aside from the fact that both, all three of those players might look similar, but OG and Jared. Yeah. And I know that uh, as Sean will come back here and elaborate more because his internet has gone crazy, but 
Uh, I will say though, it must, I think be the that, internet, huh? <laughs> it must be, but I will say Tom, that I do have a little bit of concern. If that's the case. I love the fact that on the no, listen, court, you're talking about a team with probably 119, 120, 125 offensive rating off yeah. the charts, offensive rating. If he's in there defensively, you got to admit, it's a little bit of concern to you as well, especially the, sure. it, 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 is with all, it is off all of your good offensive players, because for one thing, there's a certain level of defense that you've got to have for the five players to really work cohesively together on defense. And so a lot of it comes from that. Um, the word, I have a different impression of, I've watched a lot of film on, on wood. And, and that's not to say that I've watched whole games on him, you know, because I, I haven't definitely haven't followed the teams that he's been on, but from everything that I can get, his problem, they, they basically think that he has just as good of mobility and switchability as Jackson Hayes. Both of them are basically guys that can stay in front of defenders and have enough length that they can block shots on even small guards and so forth. Mm -hmm. The problem with him, with Reddish, with Hayes, all three of them is the ability to, to be consistent, to pay attention to details, to not get lost on screens to not look away from the ball and get back cut. Uh, it, it's all of those little details that come from, and those are the things obviously that are a big part of what separate out great defenders from mediocre defenders. And, and I don't want to magnify it's it too. Much. desire to defend. These are guys who are offensively talented. And so their whole life, they've been moving from team to team based upon their offense, not their defense. So they're going to get challenged to play defense, and they're going to have to. Um, but I do think that, that that there's a difference in the players, and, and 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 we'll have to be careful not to put too many guys out there that are defensively weak, um, because that can turn the tide and and turn very rapidly against us. One of the things that I think is important, and I see it on this team, and I think it's a move that the Lakers have to make defensively, which is I think that they have a need, especially because of the backcourt, to switch everything and stop allowing stop allowing guards to get into the – I mean, you got to switch everything if you're going to play drop defense. Because Hell no, not with, not with Wood. Wood can't you, do that. Totally open for short mid-range jumpers and, and floaters, and we're getting killed by that. And it's so much easier to defend on the perimeter when you switch. And we Sean. have players – we have more size to do with that now, and we have bigs who are mobile enough. Sean, uh, and again, we don't want to get anybody agitated or anything like that. Thank you, Tom. We're going to keep things together. No, that well, no, that's my strong belief. I, the Lakers right now aren't doing that on everything. They're not playing switch everything. I think they should. Yeah. Sean? Why no, don't you? Should. I love Tom. I love Tom. I love Tom. He's like <laughs> he's like a uh, – it's more than a brother, but we're not, although we're not blood relation, I've known Tom for almost 15 years coming up in the, in the spring would like Tom was saying, but, but go ahead. It's just, it's just one thing though. It's just one thing. That's, that's it. It's like, I don't, I don't. So how much of that did you hear Gerald? What I was saying. A part of it, but then you cut out as far as what you go ahead. Continue. Okay. So what I was going to say is, Wood Wood is not a switchable player. He's not similarly uh, built like uh, OG and Anobi and Jared Vanderbilt. Both those guys are defined 
muscularly and they both have a, a crazy motor. Wood tends to get distracted. It's like it's like watching a butterfly as a dog when you're yakking on a bone. Uh, that <laughs> that ball can be a very distracting to him, and he could get lost on switches. So that's why I don't think he's a switchable player. It's only that that the negatives of him defensively show their flaws, especially when he switched. One of the big reasons why uh, they couldn't find minutes for him, Gerald, was uh, other than a five, what other position can he play? Maxi Kleba came back from injury and Wood was out of the lineup, Gerald. That game, that last game we saw, Gerald, where Kleba hit the three, that, that, was, that was pretty much Wood sitting on the bench watching that whole thing. That's what but they happened. Finished, but they also finished terribly. They did. They did. That, that has very little to do. That's yeah. That has very little to do with Christian Wood. I've seen tweets saying that, that the problem was is that they wouldn't play Wood, and and a lot of the a lot of the fans basically felt that that was the big reason why they tailed off so badly and ended up having to almost tank on that last day where they tried to. Pull off a, you know, pull well, off you know something. I, I, you know, there may be, there may be some, uh, some truth to that, Tom. I would just, I would just state they were a terrible defensive team before he got through the door. Yeah. And and another, another, um, another, I think flaw that he he's shown in a in a, just his set eight teams in eight years, Gerald. Is it's a trust issue. Uh, I'm. I don't expect everyone to remember this, but when Wood and the Mavs reported for training camp, Gerald, do you remember what Jason Kidd said? He said, Christian Wood will come off the bench. He was not on board with us because they had he already was made not because the media, the media went right yeah. to him after that and yeah. said, Christian, did you hear what coach Jason Kidd just yeah. said? He said, you'll be coming off the bench. Well, and remember they had already, a, yeah. They Go made ahead, a Gerald. deal with JaVale McGee. McGee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had a when deal with JaVale McGee, right? Yes. To start him, but that only lasted 10 games. But if you talk to Dallas insiders, you, you hear all the time that that he was never on board with the Christian Wood signing. Never absolutely on board with it at all from the get-go. And that was just a situation where everything deteriorated from there. But then again, that's Christian Wood. And McGee Wood was on terrible. Time. McGee was horrible. And that yeah. and that, <laughs> that goes to, that goes to show what Gerald was saying. All yeah. Jason Kidd does is watch. Well, and against JaVale McGee, you knew you wouldn't want him starting over Christian Wood. But I well, still want to bring it back. Christian Wood's done nothing from a defensive standpoint or from a team standpoint on any of the teams he's been with. Everybody acknowledges that. The only but, difference but, is the Lakers are a team yeah. that hopefully can control that. The, and, if the, he, and if he can't control it, you're gone. Yeah, but the point is, I think Tom is, Tom is uh, correct, and I've read the same things. They haven't promised Christian Wood anything. Yep. That's good. I'm glad so they that, that, that is good. Well, you we start, remember what we had. We had a whole year where we had a center that was so should you, not have been starting because he was promised to start. So you job. start off a relationship with somebody with honesty. You know, that other person will appreciate that rather than think, oh, well, they brought the other players on the team will appreciate it. But also, I want to mention something that Joe has already mentioned. I mean, it, he is on, and repeat this again, he is on a, a veteran's minimum contract. Yep. So it's a, basically a win-win situation where you have, if he 
works out. It helps your team win games. Plus, if for him, no it helps him. Reward. Yeah, absolutely. But Joe, bringing it back to you, my friend, as we continue our spotlight on Christian Wood. And once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Lakerholic spotlight today is on Christian Wood. I want to ask you this, Joe. When it comes to Christian Wood and, and the things that he needs to do, the thing that we have only talked about briefly in the past, and now we need to talk about it again, is not just the fact is how he lines up as far as in a regular rotation with everybody healthy, but also where does it stand with him when LeBron and AD miss their mandatory 15 to 20 games a year? Well, he stands in terms of allowing the Lakers to have enough firepower to withstand their absence and win those games. When LeBron and, and AD miss games, we lose games. So he'll help us win maybe half those games now instead of all of them. The times when they're sitting on the bench. Now, I did notice in the playoffs when LeBron was not in the game, Lakers in some instances maintained the lead or actually extended the leads. And that's without what four of the guys that we brought in that are going to be new. Lakers are shaping up to be really, really good. It's just health and chemistry at this point. It really is. If everyone buys in, this team will win a championship barring any injuries. There's no way it wouldn't because there's too much talent. There's too much youth on this team. And you all know Anthony Davis isn't one of those guys that's going to be complaining about touches. You know that LeBron is, you know, the, probably the most important part of his greatness is the fact that he wants to share the ball. That's what makes him – that's why really ultimately that 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 uh, title of greatest ever, that that's his number one trait. Not his scoring, not his passing, not his size. It's really ultimately the fact that he is – a superstar as big as he is, but wants to share it. He wants to share it within the group. It's just his mentality. So the only thing, my eyes right now are on Darvin Ham. How are you going to wrangle all this together? And can management catch the problems quick enough to jettison them? So if Christian Wood starts to act up after a month, are you going to bounce him? You bounce him especially if they're not winning games. And they're going to come out the gate here with some tough teams already. <laughs> Denver, Phoenix. Yeah. Lakers have to understand after after training camp that they got to at least go 50-50 on that one. They can't start 0-2. It's going to set a bad precedent. I don't care how good Phoenix and Denver are. You got to win game one. They haven't won game one in, since 2013. Win the damn yeah. game. Beat the Clippers all games this year. It's time. We've, we've gone way too long losing to those schlep rocks. I'm tired of it. Laker Tom, anything uh, to add on to that? Yeah, the, I think that there's a big difference that we see this year. And we started to see it at the end of last year, which was that the Lakers have traditionally, ever since we signed LeBron James, been a team that always had a huge plus minus when LeBron was in the game. And our problem always was what happens when LeBron goes out of the game. We never could seem to get a winning plus minus. It was always negative. Well, late in the year, what happened is last year, that switched all around. And all of a sudden, it was Anthony Davis. 
who is the guy that we could not get a plus minus when Anthony Davis, we couldn't get a positive plus minus for AD unless AD was on the floor. LeBron wasn't the problem. LeBron, all of a sudden it was Anthony Davis became the linchpin. And we're going to see that this year. We saw that in the playoffs and we saw that late in the year that Anthony Davis now is the essential player to be on the floor. He's what drives the huge plus minuses that cover when he's off of the court. So Christian Wood, why he's so important is he's the only player if Davis were to go down for 10 games or 20 games, he's the only player in the lineup who can move into the center position and fill that position, score and rebound. You got to remember too, the guy's a pretty good rebounder. He's a solid rebounder and that's one of the weaknesses that we have. So he's really important in the sense that he provides a level of insurance that we don't have. It's not Wenyan Gabriel that's going to be going in there. It's going to be a guy who can probably score, bring you 20 and 10 every night if he has to in that case. So that's really important because it, it takes away one of the big worries, which is Anthony Davis going out. Um, I think you've got to start. You can't start him at the beginning of the year because you got to get him to buy in to the Lakers mystique, to the way that we play basketball. What's important? What kind of team relationship you want to have with the other guys and and what's what's important the little things that are important to win games and if he can do those things I think that we will see a progression it's sort of similar to what we saw in the championship season where where JaVel McGee started off as the guy for the first half of the year and then Dwight Howard took over and we got in the playoffs and Anthony Davis took over I think we could see the same thing I think we might see Jackson Hayes start just like JaVel McGee did and I think by the mid-season, we may see Christian Wood take over as the center. And then when we get into the championship and the series and the finals, Anthony Davis could damn well take over at center. Um, so, you know, there's uh, I think that Wood was – everybody was pins and nails and on waiting for Wood's decision. And because it has such an important factor this year for the Lakers um, – I think there's going to be a time when people are going to regret that we didn't trade the first round pick Hood Shafino for him, or even Vanderbilt for him. Vando's got a tough road ahead and he's got a, you know, he's, his, he's the guy who's really going to look at a minutes drop now um, because that's where the minutes are going to come from. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, I'm just going to say, Tom, right now, if if Bando shoots and learns how to shoot, as as Joe has always talked about this offseason, uh, and he goes back to figuring out how he can find a corner three, and he becomes a 38 to 40% 
three-point shooter from from that area in the corners uh, that changes uh, the complexity of everything for the Lakers. And I know that the question by Alan, well, I, don't, it, I don't think, I don't think he needs to do that in order to be, uh, I think, I think I, what's going to happen is Achimura is going to get traded probably. And Vando will take his place because I think Vando is cheaper. And I think his defense is for now, better. but he's going, he's on the verge of a contract that's waiting for him in the summer. But the yeah. thing is, how large will it be, or how large will it's it not be? Not be four years for seventy-one million. I'll tell you that. Well, the thing is, though, it's dependent on whether or not he can hit the three. So it is important. It is valuable on how. He I think they sign, I think that they will sign him to an extension, even if he if just shows. All he has to do is show that he doesn't. He just needs to stop being Ben Simmons underneath the basket. He never tries to even lay it up anymore. He lost his confidence. It affected his inside game which it shouldn't have, as well as his outside game. But he's so valuable defensively, and he's not a, he's not a piece that – I mean, I the only reason I suggested trading him for for Wood was because he's the only one we had to trade at that point in time. Yeah. We didn't have any other contract we could move. It wasn't but, because I didn't value it. Everybody thinks it's because I don't like Vanderbilt. I think he's a terrific he, player. And if Vando can, more valuable than people think. But if Vandu does find some offensive ability, and I'll get to you in a sec, uh, Joe, and I know, Sean, that you need to come back into this too. If Vando does not find any offensive game, he it does become a liability. He got played he off the floor to, in, in the playoffs. Do you remember well, he him? He liability to start. He becomes a liability to start. You just need to pick the places to match him up. The problem with a starter is you put a starter out there, he's going to have to guard. He's, he's, you're already playing four against five. That's the problem. Well, again, it is key that he learns to he said, find. But there are, but there are cases game. where the lineup that he's going to be putting him against, if you bring him off the bench, you find spots to put him in where he's not an offensive liability because there's a non-shooter in the other team, you know, and, and you balance him against that. So then you can still play four on four, you know, or five on five. But Vando, see, Vando's in the – Rui's the tough guy because Rui's the guy who just got the big new contract. And if they want to get some, and if the Lakers follow their normal pattern of chasing a damn superstar, a third superstar, which I still don't think, I still think that they're prone to. It's like practical games for them. And if they pursue that, then they have to trade Rui because that's the only way you can get enough. It has to be Russell and Rui together to get enough dollars to match salaries. And the salary matching is much closer now. Tom, let me ask you a question. So who's who would you say is the best five starting lineup for the Lakers as far as offense? And then give me your best starting five for our defense. Well, it's Wood for offense, and it's Rui, and I and I think probably it's Rui for defense just because of size. Um, and because our, our our two our best lineup. Yeah, I think Rui can play the three. It's crazy to think that Rui can play the three and chase guys around screens, but. His numbers, he played 69% of the three at the three during the playoffs. Yeah, he and, did. And he played well. Um, for, the first, know, for the first And he spinned down, he spinned down so that he can play the three. I think because you know, and so that that gives you an, an opening there. So I mean, that is basically the starting lineup going into camp. So so the so for defense, you'd have Gabe Vincent, Austin Reeves, Rui Hashimura, LeBron, and AD. And then for offense, you'd have probably D'Lo, Reeves, Rui, LeBron. Oh, yeah, and I'd, go too big. I'd go too bigs with Wood. Would you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, pardon I, the pun there. 
Your best <laughs> offensive team has to have Wood at Wood at, at uh, five mm, and eighty yes. at the four. Even though, even though, really, it's eighty at the five and Wood at the four. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's what uh, what I, I was mean, trying to explain to Gerald. I think that's what's going to end up happening if he's playing with LeBron. Too, matter, you know, they, they're just going to switch positions yeah. defensively anyway. And again, like the so the positions were were just named so a novice could understand the game. Yeah, they were, a, a, sh- a shooting guard. A sh- your shoot your shooting guard doesn't necessarily. Uh, become a blowtorch. You, not every shooting guard is like. If, that. You, if you put if you put if you put a stretch big next to AD, the big is really a four, and AD is the five. Yeah. If you put a defensive big next to AD, he's the four, and the defensive big is the five. Yeah. Let me, this let is let me get this is where him doesn't really Ham, matter because then you you know you're not gonna you still want AD to roam, so you're gonna probably have somebody else. You're gonna have the big guard. I mean, no matter who it is. It doesn't yeah, matter. Uh, Rui, so the, Rui did a good job on, on Joker keeping him out. Well, yeah, he, um, at times he did, but then Joker adjusted. Joker, right. like, you know, well, you can't you can't leave Rui sitting there for ten seconds <laughs> trying to defend him for ten seconds. That's the problem. You got at some point you got to double him. So last year in the playoffs, our our, our, our best five main lineups obviously contained our big three, and then one of them had Rui, and then two of them had Vando. Right. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Wood fits in because you're going to have to experiment with him playing with with those three guys plus a Rui plus uh, a Vando. I think he fits better with Vando than he does Rui, but that's just me. Let me get Joe back in here. Joe, I know you wanted to go ahead and mention something earlier. Please go ahead and elaborate. I wanted to get you in here on this. The best lineup that you're probably going to see during the year, if if I could assess the talent, is Gabe Vincent, LeBron, Austin Reeves, Rui, and AD. There's a little bit more balance there. But I just have to see Gabe Vincent's improvement. I think if that's there then the Lakers won't have to worry about too much drop-off on on the defensive side of of, 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 the, of the game. And then Rui, Rui uh, held his own as – he holds his own on defense. He's not a sieve, as Sean says. And Austin Reeves – I hold him a sieve. And as long as <laughs> – as long as Austin Reeves isn't guarding Dennis Schroeder, <clears throat> Steve Kerr, uh, the, the 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 Dennis Schroders of the world, you know, quick guards that I can dribble and get to the hole. Uh, he'll be good running around screens and getting in front of people and putting in the effort because that's how he made the team. That's how he got his contract. That's how he became Austin Reeves' popular guy on the Lakers. So that could be the closeout lineup. The key here you might, is. You might also see Demoy Hodge get into the. Demoy is not going to get a lot of run. He's too small. I don't. I think right. he's, he's, six, he's six just three not, and he plays. He's six three. Plays bigger and he's the best defensive. He's, he's going to. He'll get smoked. He's just what, too young right now. He, what, he's a rookie, Tom. He's a rookie. They're this, not going to play. Hard, this Darvin is about not preservation, guys. Preservation. Yes. yes. Yes, so Preservation. Wood, Wood's if, versatility also happens to be that he's going to play on back-to-backs and somebody's if, not. Exactly. If Christian Wood can play 41 games this year doing things that AD would normally do, just half the season, 
will be good because then if you want to start AD in the playoffs with him being fresh, it, it that's what this is all about, guys. Rui doing his job, Austin doing his job. These guys like Vando doing their theaters. job is about preservation of LeBron and AD. Get AD and LeBron in the playoffs fresh and watch what they do. That's how talk- you have to explain it. There is nothing else to explain. The Lakers ran out of gas last year because LeBron and AD had to play too many minutes when it, in too many games. They need to be preserved. And these guys have put together a team that will allow that should they do their job. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It's Lakerholic Spotlight, and the spotlight is on Christian Wood. If you have any questions for us, please mention it in the chat. We need all the help and support we can get, so go ahead and give us a shout-out at Lakers Fast Break on social media, Lakers Fast Break. Subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. And we've got more great shows coming up tomorrow. In fact, the Magic Man has a planned interview with Zangerstein, and I've got a Planned interview as well at 11 a.m. He's got his at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So we've got some great conversations coming up for you on the way tomorrow. And next week, we've got some great conversations. Two, not one, but two great team reports on the Nuggets and the Suns on the 12th. And I've got Megan Price. She's coming back to talk the San Antonio Spurs on the 14th. That's just what we're doing right now for you. We're kicking off the Western Conference next week. But Speaking of that magic, there's a lot to go ahead and talk about on the offensive end. I mean, the offensive end, you're just your mind wanders at all the great possibilities now with Christian Wood as far as what he can do. Mind you, I would still love more shooting because we're still a below average three point shooting team overall. The statistics bear that out. But still, the offensively, if we could still keep the same pace or close to it, we still be should at, at or near the top of the offensive teams that are out there. It's the defensive side of the ball that concerns me because as I mentioned in the chat, with the backcourt issues and possible problems that we could have there, plus LeBron at 38 and 39, if he's at all asked for any amount of time to go ahead and chase small forwards, unless it's one of, you know, when it's one of those days he feels like, oh, he reaches back, he's feeling like he's 25, he's feeling a little spry. We see that every now and then. Or if there's somebody that talks smack to him, he's like, he wakes up and he starts playing like he's, you know, like he's a kid again for, for about a stretch or here or there. But for the most part, the regular LeBron games and whatnot, we all know that we should not have a 38 or 39-year-old chasing after small forwards. That concerns me. But if you put LeBron, AD, and Wood, or even LeBron, AD, or Hayes, to an extent, that's the problem you have if you don't have Vando or Rui in that lineup. So do you share my same concerns on the defensive side of the ball or not? Yes, Gerald, I do, because, you know, it, it could ten- potentially have the issue where, you know, you're playing too big and you're just stuck in the mud. 100% agreed. That can happen. Look, I, I have I have a feeling that Darvin Ham is just going to really experiment with that three-guard lineup. Again, because that's what he does. Oh, he really wants to make Zangerstein's day, doesn't he? Yeah. So, so just so just and Laker Tom. So having having that in there, Gerald, you you have to. It's baked into the cake with him. You have to. You have to understand. He likes a three guard lineup. Plus, you're gonna have a LeBron and or AD out there. Uh, 
that's not I don't think that's gonna change come playoff time. During the regular season, I'm sure he's going to uh experiment like um Dr. Doolittle in his lab with uh with the uh five man lineup. But I I have a sneaking suspicion that this man is going to uh fall back on his instincts. It's what Marcus Aurelius once wrote, right? What is a man? What's in his nature? Well, what's in Darvin Ham's nature is that three guard lineup. It's not going to work if you want to have LeBron and or AD plus Christian Wood. He's going to have to either completely change his philosophy about that three-guard lineup or adjust it accordingly. Because as we saw, while we did beat the Warriors, we won the war, we got beat up. Austin Reeves' legs were done, Gerald. He said it, he said it himself. Uh, I think Rui was tired even though he was he was valiantly playing against the Joker. So we were playing the, we were playing the last two months in playoff mode too. We were. We were you know, we I mean, were in, we, yeah. the wear and tear on the mental aspect of it had to be, had to so, be terrible, Sean. So yeah, exactly, Tom. So I mean th- I, that's why Gerald I I realize it's a different sport, but I I often I, I kind of see Christian Wood as a long reliever here. Like, he reminds me of, like, a Darren O'Day or a Paul Quantrill or a Joaquin Benoit. You're basically bringing him in to spell the team when they need something badly, either. Minutes, a minutes eater. Yes. Big so time if, minutes eater. So if, if, and we'll take the good with the bad. You always do. But the fact remains is that if we go from, like, fifth or seventh defensively to twelfth, but Wood has shaved off a minute and a half or two minutes off LeBron and AD's minutes played. Oh, baby, that I'll take it. Take it to the bank because they're going to be well-rested for the playoffs. And that's where I think his value is, Gerald. We don't know the conversations that have gone on, but I we, talk, we talked about this a few weeks ago. It is unlikely he sees a significant role in the playoffs outside of just coming in and spelling the bench and trying to win the minutes with LeBron and AD off the floor. In the regular season, he's very valuable. He could shave off minutes off a 38-year-old and a 30-year-old who desperately need it. Well, I'll tell you what, though. It, I mean, again, on the offensive end, it looks the possibilities are, are, are abundant. Defense... Again, it's going to be a concern, but, you know, with the right schemes, maybe you can go ahead and camouflage a lot of this until it gets to the playoffs. Then we should have more conversations to see how this all shakes out because we still haven't even seen if the Lakers are going to make any moves to go ahead and correct anything that they see as well. But here today also as well, joining in, great man indeed. It is Laker Nick coming back to us once again. Laker Nick, always great to have you here, my friend. We would normally ask you on this Lakerholic spotlight of Christian Wood to go ahead and put on some glasses and look at uh, Joe Soro in honor of you, my friend, doing the, the camera off deal. Your thoughts, though, Laker Nick, on the Christian Wood signing and what he brings to the L.A. Lakers, my friend. Yeah, Gerald, and it's great to be here. Um, salute to Joe, Magic Man. Well, are you wearing thought. glasses on? I am. I, am. I, have, I have some uh, some dark shaded Ray-Bans. Unfortunately, I don't look like a cop like Joe. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm i trying my best over here. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good, my friend. But, yeah, Christian Wood, you know, adds a tremendous amount of versatility, uh, especially on the offensive end for the Lakers. 
like other panelists have mentioned, I'm not too sure uh, what his minutes or his primary role is going to look like on the Lakers. I know many other people have been kind of chalking it up as a given that Christian Wood is going to start at the five. I'm not too sure about that. Um, I think that's a decision to be made, and especially given training camp and preseason, um, I'm not sure Ham has an answer for that. Um, I do know that, um, you know, just based off Ham's uh, tendencies last season, uh, he likes or loves AD at the five. He loves having uh, three guard lineups, and it's going to be difficult for uh, Ham to modify from that. Um, I hope that Wood's inclusion into the roster means less minutes, uh, less wear and tear for LeBron and AD. Um, we need to preserve those two for the playoffs and uh, hopefully a deep championship run. Uh, but on that, I actually think that Vando, if he does develop a outside shot that is at least respectable and keeps uh, defensive honest, then I do think that um, he could unlock a lot more versatility uh, for the Lakers roster. Well, the thing, although getting back to you again, one more time before I head it back to the other guys in Laker, Tom and Sean and Joe and all that is Vando. Like you said, obviously he's going to be affected by the Christian Wood signing, but he can still be a key part of the rotation. If he finds any consistency on the offensive end, whether it's finding a jump shot in the corner or whether it's just being able and not being petrified by taking it to the hole or when it's opportunities given to him to take a close in shot, uh, that has to be rectified because if it doesn't, this is a guy that's on the verge also himself of signing a contract that could be in excess of $10 million, could be a 13 to $17 million contract, similar to what we see with Rui in the right situations. But in the wrong situations, he could find himself out of a job and looking for a minimum contract next year as well. Yeah, Gerald, uh, it's a it's definitely going to be a, a critical season for Vando. Um, you know, it could be a season where I could see him either getting the bulk of the minutes from the rotation players or getting minimal minutes. So he's definitely a question mark. Um, we saw him get played off the floor um, in the playoffs last season, unfortunately, um, even though he was very effective during the regular season and part of the playoffs. Um, so he is a, a player that, you know, could go both ways in terms of providing a lot of uh, positive things. But given his offensive uh, limitations, which are severe, he could really hinder a team's performance. So. Um, we'll see what Vandal brings uh, next season. Um, hopefully he's been in the lab working with Phil Handy and other folks to uh, get his offensive game uh, at least to a acceptable level. I don't expect them to be Tracy McGrady or Kobe Bryant, but we'll see what happens. Once again, it is Lakerholic Spotlight. It is the spotlight on Christian Wood. Please go ahead and check out the latest articles from Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, both for and against in ways at lakerholics.com laker tom has a great article waiting for you so laker tom could you go ahead and close out the show today on not only what you're working on there but your latest article at lakerholics.com well i'm actually close to publishing another article um and it's kind of interesting because it sort of tails into the discussion we've just been having about lebron and ad and the fact that the lakers have maybe the deepest roster in the league 12 quality rotation players when you get rid of the two rookies. Um, so the 
the article that I'm in the process of writing is basically that the that the Lakers should take advantage of their depth by running a 12-man rotation. And that by a 12-man rotation, there are, I'm rotating players in two different manners. First, I'm sitting out two guys every game and playing 10 guys. And by doing that, I can get load management so that I can reduce the number of games that LeBron and AD play. I can make sure that we tailor the, we have game matchups so that I can make sure that we tailor the 10 players that are going to play against to be the best lineup that we can put against another team. Um, it allows for player development so that you're basically betting that you have 12 players all the time and you're only playing 10 at a time so that you give everybody a chance to play so that you're basically expecting your injuries before they happen. So guys get days off. So you're betting on load management. You're betting on better game matchups. You're betting on player development. You're getting injury insurance in case somebody gets injured because you're basically training the players to, even your starters are going to set out games so that you're going to get chances for guys like Hayes and like Wood and so forth to get a chance to start and see different combinations and figure out what you need to do to beat various teams. And then the happiest teams are the teams where everybody plays. You know, this gives everybody a chance to play and it doesn't have to be an ironclad rule. You know, you just look at the various games. Sometimes it's like, it's almost like when you take a job and you're given 20, you're given 10 sick days, for example. That's what this is. They're given 10, six, they're given 10 rest days. There's 12 rest days is a year is what it works out. So the average player, instead of playing 82 games, they play 70 games. But you would then be able to spread those minutes and games around so that you have a better team that is growing faster and going to get be able to handle things better, especially when you've got as many young players that are in the middle of their development curves rather than being mature veterans that are just holding on. So I think that the Lakers need to get – the Lakers have a deep roster. and What they need to do is they need to set up a scheme to take advantage of it rather than trying to shoehorn those 12 players into a nine-man rotation. They need to expand the rotation and give guys days off, use load management, and be smart and make sure that they can play LeBron and AD the minimum minutes that they have to play during a regular, regular season so they're healthy and ready to go in the playoffs. Joe, Darren, one of our awesome supporters on both Spotify and also this great channel on YouTube. He's heading to Eddie V's Seafood in your neck of the woods. That's what he said. Your thoughts, my friend? Good food yeah, there? I, I, unfortunately, I can't get down to Diego this weekend, but uh, I might be able to get there this week if you're still there, Darren. I can come and see you. And by the way, uh, Magic Man King Crab is actually a good, uh, yeah. really good joint. It always yeah. is. It never. I, I, I don't know if it's the same franchise. I think it is, but uh, it, there's one next to my sister's joint place, uh, and we always go there, and it's a uh, it's really good crab, really good boil. Best one though uh, is kicking crab though. If you guys ever are in the West Coast, kicking crab is next level stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing, nothing beats king crab and beer. There you go. You're oh, the sheets have come off for Sean. Corey You're not going to lose if you go to King Crab, though. Yeah, I agree. You're not going to lose either way. But there's something with the with the 
kicking crab. I don't know what it is, but with the cocktail sauce, even reasonable just, prices, Joe. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Nick, are you're, you a crab guy? I'm dropping almost two bills. Uh, every time I go there. Yeah, Gerald. I actually had some That's crab. Reasonable. I actually had some crab when I was in your neck of the woods about a week ago. Um, no, it's delicious. Uh, the only thing is that, man, you got to work hard for that meat, and it's not much. <laughs> I will tell people again, Palms, their Wednesday seafood buffet, all-you-can-eat lobster with the side of crab. You got as much crab as you want to eat as well. So, uh, give We'll go there when it. I come in two weeks. Oh, my gosh. I better take uh, some gout pills for that after that because, <laughs> you know. Last time I was there was like seven lobsters. So what? Yeah, yeah, but they're not the biggest lobsters, but they're just they're nice. They cook. They're cooked well. Yeah, it's Gerald. Why? Why am I just hearing about this now? We need to get you ready. We had this conversation. Yeah, I know. But we we need to get you ready for the hot dog eating contest with Joey Chestnut. If you can chow down seven lobsters, what? Seven lobsters? Chow down seven lobsters. You can compete with that dude. No, no, not that dude. No, yeah, that dude. Yeah. That dude. I know. Who, I know what Joey Cheskit can. I've seen his videos. Seventy-two though. hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. I'll eat two seventy-two hot dogs. hot dogs in ten minutes. Is his right? Clear, yeah. clear your schedule for the next day after you compete. No, no, in something no. I'm like not that, that big of a eater. Because no, you'll no. be on the bathroom for about yeah. twelve hours. Oh, well, that that's beside the point, indeed. But uh, you know, if you want to know how to get crabs, Gerald's your man. Uh, that's uh. All too funny there, Kurt. I wish I had a recording of that. I agree. That's a great line. That's a great meme. No, it's not. (laughs) But before we head on out, I do want to go ahead and thank Faran Islam, Rizar Rahmat, neither would I, Uh, Sajo LB Paul, MD MD Joel Rana, Sharman Akhtar, uh, MD Mahubulbul Hassan Ridoy Khan, uh, Ragdu Haldar Utam Kumar Mandal, uh, and uh, all everyone else as well in, uh, that has sent me spam for the past three, four days, all saying that you can guarantee my channel becoming uh, and going into the stratosphere. Bon Ali, Ishrat Ali. Uh, freelancer Farhan, Britain Media Podcast Solutions. It just means that the Lakers fast break is on your radar and it's on the radar for everyone else. All of these individuals are guaranteeing that they can go ahead and bring us to greater heights. Uh, Fago, uh, Franklin III also uh, reached out to us. I have something to say to those guys too. Yeah, please. Get bent. There you go. Go ahead, say it again because the bleep didn't come out. Get Nah, I was, I was trying to team up with Sean. Okay. Get I like getting bent better. Bent. Yes. Now, that's a meme right there for you, indeed. But once again, it is Lakerholic Spotlight. Please support Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, and Jamie Sweet, of course, at Lakerholics.com. Laker Nick, go ahead and give him a shout-out anytime he's here or at playback.tv, so Lakers fast break. Maybe Sean will have on the bronze medal game for the – Team USA versus Team Canada. Oh boy, I'm so excited for that one. Uh, but please, if you want to go ahead and share that same excitement with Sean and Laker Nick, maybe, and Joe and anybody else that's out there, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. But we've got a lot of great stuff coming on the way for you. Two great shows tomorrow, two great shows on the 12th. 
Another great show on the 14th. That's all covering the NBA and some great talk. You know that we're going to go ahead and look forward to going ahead and doing that. Once again, Zangerstein is tomorrow. We've got two great shows on the Suns and on the uh, Denver Nuggets. That's mm-hmm. going to be on tw- on the 12th. And then, of course, I've got Megan Price for San Antonio 14th. Not to mention anything else we've got cooking up for you on the Lakers and so much more. Please, if you know you have a Lakers fan, in your life that's out there that is not yet subscribed or not have them subscribe to the Lakers fast break, please get them to do so because it really helps us out as we get closer and closer to a thousand subscribers indeed. So for Laker, Tom, Laker, Nick, Joe Sorrell, Magic Man, Sean Grice, and everyone in the greatest Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers fast break, please go ahead and help us out and please go ahead and have yourselves a great Lakers weekend. Remember, the spotlight from Lakerholics is always on you at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>